Hello, welcome back, welcome back to, or welcome for the first time to Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith, uh, formerly singer of Acid Rain, UK thrash band, who, yeah, I think they put some stuff out a, a few years ago, um, and uh, I also do stand-up now as my character, Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman, you can find me on Twitter at Keith Platt, and you can find me on Facebook at Keith Platt. And, uh, you know, that's enough of me being a big-headed twat. Let's get on with the podcast. So, hello, hello, bollockers, or, you know, podcasters, or people who listen to podcasts that have bollocks in the name. I don't know. I'm just jiving here. Uh, So, anyway, hello. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time. If this is your first time, wow, lucky you. You've got two podcasts you can go back and download. Um, And uh, I don't mind saying so. I think this might be the best one so far, folks. Um, Coming up, as you'll have probably already read in the little script that comes with your podcast. Um, But if you haven't, this will be a nice surprise in your ears. Um, Today, we've got the the much... um, trailered interview with death angel um it's me having a chat chat i don't know what a chat is um we'll move on it's me having a chat with um rob cavastani of death angel which was great fun thoroughly thoroughly nice guy um last time i saw him was when we played with death angel all those years ago um and it was very cool it was it was cool he um he even remembered who acid rain were how amazing is that even more amazing was wor- walking into um into uh, Death Angel's dressing room and um, Marcos Aguedo just looked straight at me and went Jesus dude how are you it's been years and uh, you know I, I just assumed he'd got me confused with someone else but um, no he's yeah it was amazing we had a we had a really good chat and unfortunately the um, the chat that I had with with Ken of Death Angel and Marcos Aguedo of Death Angel um, I was unable to export from my phone because the app that I was using on my phone is made by cunts. Um, there we go. There's the first cunt of the podcast. Let's get out our early, early doors. Um, basically, this bunch of twats um, sold this podcast, that uh, this this um, uh, audio app that, that helps record. Um, but to get um, to get files of a certain size off your phone. Um, you basically have to install some software and I did all that and then their basically their support um, part of the app where you you know you get support and you ask questions and troubleshooting and all that would appear to have been run by cunts monkey cunts in fact people who are not um, they're just not capable of anything other than making things worse as opposed to better. So those bastards are to blame for those two um, those two interviews going to the wall. I'm afraid um, they have since been deleted. But the one with Rob was cool. Uh, like I said, he's, he's a very nice guy, and I've mentioned this on a couple of other uh, on podcasts before. But Death Angel were awesome that night, and um, strongly advise anybody out there who hasn't already heard and bought. Yes, I said bought. Some of you listening might actually buy music occasionally. Do it. It's a good idea. Um, uh, yeah, some of you may have bought um, uh, the the dream calls for blood, which is just proper old. It's, I think it's the best thing they've done since Act Three. Just my opinion, but my podcast, so that's pretty much what you're going to get. This is not a fucking democracy. I'm not going to start bouncing out other people's opinions. Why the fuck would I? This is why I do this. 
just to be able to sit here and gob off into your ears for all this time. So um, so anyway, that's that's the first interview um, that we're going to be hearing. Um, it's not a particularly long one. It's about 12 minutes. It cuts off really quickly because um, Rob and I had an agreement, which was, well, actually, no, you know, Rob said, I'll do this interview under one condition. Uh, and basically, he needed to start warming up an hour before the show. So um, we basically got a signal when it was an hour before the show. And it, was, and it was like, right, OK, that's it. So that's why it kind of finishes quite quickly. Um, and then coming up, we've got an interview with the legend, the legend himself, Bobby Blitz Ellsworth. I have to credit um, Chris Davies, the legend that is Chris Davies, uh, for helping me sort this out. He runs the um, the Overkill Twitter account, and he, he put us both in touch. And uh, I reached out to Bobby, okay. Um, yeah, whatever, reached out. I sent an email. And uh, Bobby very kindly um, replied, put me in touch with publicist, and um, we had a really nice chat. It goes on for nearly an hour. Um, at the end, his his manager uh, comes in, and you'll you'll hear a bit of a conversation that carries on there and everything else. Um, and as and, and as I've said live in interviews before, and as I say on that one as well, um, there's no edits, there's no cuts. What you hear is what happened, and I uh, that is a that that's something that I'm going to stick to. Um, all of the the interviews you've heard so far on previous podcasts are unedited. These are it's not because I'm shit at editing. Okay, I know there's yeah 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 fuck you. I know there's some of you out there listening going yeah whatever. Learn to edit, spaz. Um, no, that's not it. Um, it is just that I, I you know I just think that you, well, what you hear is is what you get. And and you know this it, it it's cool. You know so you you get to hear Bobby's manager and a little bit a little bit of banter going on there. Um, I mean, you know, I feel that what how this podcast should be and how the interviews should be, they should feel like you're um, eavesdropping on a conversation that um, you know people aren't aware that you're listening to, um, and and that's that's kind of how I, you know I want you guys to feel. So if you do, great. If you don't, I hope you're getting something different out of it. You know, and if you're not getting anything out of it, fuck off. Yeah, don't listen to any, don't listen anymore, and you know, don't download anymore. Yeah, what's your fucking problem? Um, anyway, uh, got some got more cool interviews lined up um, for for April. Um, two are already in the can, and one of them is head and shoulders the best interview I've done so far. Um, it's well, calling him interviews, you know, conversation chat as I like to refer it to. Um, and um, I, I I don't want to say too much at the moment, but it's just there's because there's there's at least a couple of exclusives in there. But by the time April comes round, they they may not be exclusives, and they may have come out with uh, in magazines or stuff like that. But it, yeah, just really 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 cool. So um, we've got interviews coming up in future months. Um, April, I think, is going to be wholly possibly Chad Gray, he of Mudvayne and Hell Yeah. Uh, that's the interview I'm talking about. It's uh, it's really cool. Chad is uh, just one serious dude, incredible guy. Um, publicist told us we had half an hour, and the publicist came over after an hour, half an hour, and I said, like, you're going to have to finish now. And Chad just goes, oh, go away, man. Uh, uh, you know, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> it's really cool. So we just, we just carried on. So that's really cool. And Soil Work, which um, was an interview I did uh, this month, which will be on, um, I'll try and squeeze on next month as well, was fantastic great guys and but anyway that's enough trailering of everything that's going to be happening um i guess we've got some catching up to do um and the first thing is to announce the winner yes that's right the winner of the amazing uh, slipknot book competition um 
I'm not going to lie, not a shitload of entries for this one. Um, and so, I mean, look, you know, it would appear that you guys are just interested in just having a decent podcast and, some, and, and listening to some decent um, interviews um, as opposed to prizes and stuff like that, which was initially a little bit of a concern from, um, from my friends at All About The Rock. But as I pointed out, maybe that's because we've just got such a fucking cool listenership already that it's not just a bunch of dicks who want to win free shit. You know, and I'm not saying that you you people who've entered the competition are dicks. Um, far from it, and thank you for entering. But you know, I just think that you you people out there just seem to be pretty darn cool, and you know, not obsessed with winning free stuff, which most fucking things are at the moment. So thank you very much for that. It's very cool. But by the same token, thank you very much to everyone who entered, and the winner is of the Slipknot book. The winner is I fucking keep clicking that one, and it's not him. Sorry. Um, uh, right, here we go. Um, yeah, this is from... Uh, the winner is John. Um, I won't read out your email address, John, but suffice to say, um, uh, for a while there, I thought you were called Info, for fuck's sake. Um, so, uh, yeah, Info is the winner. John, um, or Info, as I'm going to call you from now on, um, will be replying to your email, and his response was... Um, I'm listening to your podcast whilst looking after my seventh-month-old baby. I'm not a fan of kids. I'm not a dad, and I'm not going to be. So at that point, I was like, "Oh fucking hell, here we go." Desperately hoping that all the effing and swearing will know will have no long-term effect. I think I'm right in saying kids don't remember anything till they're about three, right? So fuck it. I, I now that I like that I like. Yeah, just somebody who is not completely obsessed with making sure their seven-month-old child doesn't hear swear words. We all know those people. You go around the house first had a child, you know, and you swear in front of a fucking seven-month-old, and they're like, oh, not in front of the kids. Oh, for fuck's sake, fuck off. It's no better than a fucking dog right now. It's not going to fucking understand any of it anyway, for fuck's sake. So anyway, yeah, you're right there, John. Nice one. You win. Um, uh, and, and an honourable mention um, to uh, Anthony H as well, because I did say, send in your genuine where I'm listening to the podcast from. Don't send in things like, oh, whilst I'm banging my girlfriend, because I'll, you know. It's bull- and, uh, and of course, Anthony H, <laughs> he just emailed in and said, I'm listening whilst I'm banging my girlfriend. Such fun. So fair enough. Thank you, Anthony. It did give me, it did give me a chuckle, but it didn't get you the book, I'm afraid. But um, never mind. So, um uh, yeah, um, you know, th- thanks for all your, your correspondence, everybody. It's it, it is cool to hear from you. Please, as I say, let's Howard at um, allaboutherock.co.uk. Howard at the, uh, allaboutherock.co.uk. Get in touch. Send me uh, emails, abuse, whatever you like. People you want me to interview, um, albums you think I should be listening to, anything. It, just send it in. You know, I am I'm here. Abuse me, use me, do what you like. Um, and and please please visit the All About the Rock website because you know these guys the, the, you know this might be my podcast but it's on their website it's they are very very cool people it's a very cool website allaboutthe.rock.co.uk um, visit on a regular basis it's it, it's it's cool um, and uh, you can listen to this podcast live on that site you can stream it you can download it or alternatively obviously you can get it on your podcast apps and remember what I've been saying if any of you have got friends who are into metal next time you see them and they've got a they've got a you know they've got a tablet with them or i fucking hate that don't you just want to put it over your knee and snap it but anyway oh, just ipads fuck it people recording with ipads just look like dicks look like they're holding up a tray but anyway um 
yeah, get get their get their um, their iPad off them or whatever. Ask them if they've got a podcast app. If they say yes, just search Talking Bollocks or All About the Rock. Find the podcast, subscribe them, and hand it back to them. That's that's it. That's all I want you to do. All I want you to do. Um, just a way of spreading the news. Nice guerrilla tactic of of how to get more and more listeners. And the more listeners we get, the more interviews we get. Have to, have been turned down for a, a few interviews because we haven't got enough subscribers. So if you want the show to get better, you have to spread the word. And that way, you know, we're 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 all we're all going to get better. We're all going to get well, um, as I uh, believe the phrase is. So. Um, uh, a little, yeah, I, I just want to say a, a name check um, for a, a, a comedy gig that I did um, this month, with, with, this month, which was very cool. Um, it's a pub in Swindon called uh, the Vic or the Victoria. Um, it's got, it's just the coolest pub ever. It's totally rock, um, but not in a sort of like you know full of sixteen-year-olds chucking up cider everywhere. I mean, as in like it's just a quality rock pub, but also they've got an amazing live venue out back. Every Monday is a free comedy night. It's been going for eight years, and it is superb. I mean, when I was on there, Tim Clark was headlining. Tim Clark's a fucking legend. So if you're in Swindon, if you're in the area, about the area, check out um, check out the Vic Top Top Pub. So that's a, that's a pub to talk, uh, to check out. Um, the album that I'm going to recommend that you all check out is. Um, well, is is fucking phenomenal, and you might you might have already heard about this, but um, believe you me, it's worth checking out. It's an album by a band called Dest Rage. That's D E S T R A G E. They are Italian. They are fucking nuts. It's their third album. It's on Metal Blade, and it is fucking awesome. It's the best thing I've heard this year. Um, it's quality from start to finish, um, and it is called Are You Kidding Me? No. That's the title. Are you kidding me? No. So it's, are you kidding me? Question mark. No, full stop. So um, it's just incredible. Um, it, there's a sticker on the album that very lazily says they're like the European system of a down. They're not. Um, so, yeah, um, it, they're more metal than system of a down for a start. Um, but they are without doubt. The, the, re- the reason the, the, the sewed reference is in there is because they are pretty nuts. They do mess with rhythms. Rhythms. It's not. It's not a typical linear song structures there. It, it, um, but believe you me, the incredible guitar work on it, incredible drum work on it, great vocals, and just some awesome grooves. And then, then you'll just suddenly hear a massive, totally fucking awesome rock metal chorus come out of nowhere, which is just immense. Um, strongly advise you uh, you give it a listen um, stick it into YouTube have a listen um, you know don't take my word for it check them out yourself um, but it's very good very very good Destrage are you kidding me? no so um, uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah went to um, went to see um, Overkill Soilwork and Zentrix um, and obviously that's where I got to view, interview um, Soilwork and Overkill and uh, and, and say hi to the, the boys in Zentrix and hello again if you're listening guys um, who were first on and fucking awesome I mean uh, very very tight I was actually um, I was actually um, messaging Andy Sneap on Facebook today uh, who interestingly enough folks was um, at Heathrow Airport about to leave to fly out to San Francisco to start the Exodus album so there you go mm, I wonder if I was supposed to tell anyone anyway fuck it who cares you're in um 
and and he was saying that he'd seen them in Manchester, and he was saying it was like that you know the tightest the tightest unit he'd seen for a while, and he and he was really impressed. And uh, and and I have to say exactly the same. Um, uh, new song sounded awesome. The reaction from the crowd was awesome, uh, and they they just um, they kicked ass, you know. And it was great to see him. Um, <clears throat> soil work, it, well, boy, did they have their work cut out. Um, it, it, yeah, the, it just wasn't their crowd. Um, I mean, I, I personally thought they were brilliant. Um, I, you know, I, as you guys may or may not know, their last album was uh, was in my top five of 2013. It's a double album that isn't shit. It's amazing. It's it's like you listen to it and you go, wow, that's a double album that needed to be a double album. That's impressive. Um, and and they. They were impressive as ever live, but it just wasn't their crowd. Uh, opening for Overkill just wasn't wasn't their crowd. But they they hung in there, um, did an awesome job, um, and and especially um, the front man who's it's really annoying me because I can't remember his name and I've just been I've been bullshitting thinking it'd come back to me, but it, but it won't. Um, was he was just superb? He really really was. Um, and um, and and just you know great crowd banter and. Uh, and and won them over in the end, but it was a hard night's work for them. But it was really, really professional and the performance. So it was really impressive, um, really impressive. And of course, Overkill were Overkill, and you know they killed over and over again. <laughs> what what more can I say? You know, um, you'll hear in the interview later that uh, about uh, Bobby's place in Thresh, um, and um, uh, and he's definitely you know. Massively up there, definitely, you know, in the top three thrash metal frontmen ever. Obviously, yeah, I'm number one. You know, that goes without saying. <laughs> well, duh. Um, yeah, that is sarcasm, you stupid fuckers. If there's any out of there. I'm not everybody. I'm referring to the stupid fuckers who thought that was me being serious. That was sarcasm. Um, so, um, uh, what else has been going on? Met Mark Palmer. Mark Palmer, who now runs Nuclear Blast out of London and, and, and ran Roadrunner and was part of the cull when Roadrunner sorted all their bullshit out. Um, uh, met Mark for the first time. Mark, who um, who turned Acid Rain down when he worked at Music for Nations. Um, and to be fair, total, you know, good call, because it was a fucking shit demo, the first demo. And... Um, and we had a little bit. We had a little bit of a chat. We're, we're actually friends on Facebook, but never met before. So it was cool to see him. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. Um, and uh, and that was just that was a really cool night in general. Um, and uh, yeah, I've got a little list of here, things here I wanted to talk to you guys about, and um, that's pretty much it, apart from one final thing. And um, yeah, the Lords of Summer. Some of you out there will know what I'm talking about. And some of you won't. So, The Lords of Summer is the new Metallica song that was debuted live in Chile. Now, I'm a Metallica fan, and always have been, and always will be. Even through the load, reload, fucking dog shit St. Anger days, I was there, right? Um, and I really, really, I, I, I liked Death Magnetic, um, uh, and you know, a return, a return to form, which isn't saying much. Bearing in mind the previous album was was Saint Anger, but you know what I'm saying. I, I enjoyed it. I thought there were some good songs on there, and it was back to Metallica being Metallica. Um, but the new song is just fucking. Lars Ulrich sounds like he's just falling down the fucking stairs with his kit. I mean. Go back to Master of Puppets. Go back to um, 
and justice for all. You can just you can hear right there some fucking awesome drumming. I mean, the guy was you know he was at the fort. Well, they create you know they they are the thrash band. Uh, the drumming on those two albums is phenomenal, and Ride the Lightning and Kill 'Em All. But it starts getting fucking boring and lazy on the Black album, and it's never got better. It's never improved. But his work on that new song is awful. It sounds like it sounds. I mean, there's a there's a sorry. <coughs> oh, see what I go through for you guys. Uh, hang on a sec. I'm just gonna have a drink. So there you go. No edits. Like you see, I could edit that out. It's honestly, it's a piece of piss. I could edit that out, but why? You know, it's the, the sense of really. I know you don't tune in to listen to me cough and have a drink, but you know, fuck it. It is what it is. Everything's produced to it within an inch of its life these days, anyway, isn't it? So. Fuck it. Well, let's let's keep something raw. Why not? So anyway, back to um, Ulrich's monstrosity drumming on um, on the new Metallica song. Yeah, it, it just it, it's awful. It's just it sounds like you know there's a, there's a really good Hetfield riff there and all of it, but it just sounds like it sounds like someone's dad drumming on it. It sounds like like oh this will sound alright, won't it? No, it sounds fucking horrible. Um, yeah, I mean it's not great, and I'm not I'm I'm really not being a hater for the sake of it because uh, you know I love them, they're my boys. Uh, that's that's you know, as I'm sure they are for a lot of you guys out there. You know, they're they're the band that 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 got me into thrash. Um, but that's yeah, that that drumming particularly is just fucking shit. Um, and I'm yeah, he's just never going to get better, is he? So there you go. Joey Jordanson's uh, not employed, as far as I'm aware at the moment. Hey, God, can you imagine that? Joey Jordanson, excellent, not drummer on the new Metallica album, would be fucking amazing. But anyway, that's not going to happen. So, um, it's been a long time coming, but I think it's about time um, we had a listen to my interview or my chat with Rob from Death Angel. Um, we played together twice in '88 and '89. I was in a I was in a band called Acid Rain. Yeah, dude. And we we supported you at the um, uh, the Astoria and also the yeah the Clarendon. Yeah, yeah. The first time we played out here. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With fucking it was Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea. You're on that gig. Um, uh, oh, actually, no. I think it was us. Uh, it might have been your second time. Okay. You played first twice, time we didn't played you? with Chelsea. Then you played with us and Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Sneap and his boys. Oh, dude. Yeah, I know. Wow. It's, uh, it's quite a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, you, you never wrote. <laughs> what? I know. I know. I'm sorry. I know. How did we fall out? <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, amazing new album, uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how you summoned that up. Um, wasn't, I mean, a pretty, wasn't a pretty thing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's your best work since since Act Three. Um, without a doubt, it's the sound of. It's it's a sound of a of a, 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 a you know a, a group of individuals acting as one. You know, it's like the sound of one organism, everything coming together. It is. And just. I like that one. You know, everybody just nailing it. I like that description right there. I, I'll agree <laughs> with that. That's what's going on, though. Yeah, I mean, and, and all these, you know, I'm just because I mean, you, you know, people will be apt to forget that you you piled on with the organization and you know i mean you've been in this for the long haul very yeah 
fucking intense. <laughs> it feels good to, to, to get this uh, this reaction from our new album, though. It's been it's been really it's been received really well so far. It's fucking feels great. But it's and 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 deserved. Well, and also, um, uh, I mean, my 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 band's old sites. We've, we've got a Facebook page. There's lots of like draws, lots of old school thrashes. Yeah. We recently had a uh, we recently had a poll for the best thrash album in the last ten years, and I think fifth or sixth was uh, Relentless Retribution. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, and I think in you, the last ten years. Yes. Oh boy, that's fucking. Bad. Yeah, I know, and and I mean, you know, we, you know, like like any Facebook page, there's people yeah. from all over the yeah, world in yeah. there throwing in their like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah and everything else and fucking great yeah I mean it's just uh, absolutely you know superb deserved as well I mean you know it's just thank you it's it's a, it's a hell of a you know it's a hell of a, a standard that, that you've achieved um, but going into that when you came you know you came back you had that whole wave of their back love and you go around the world playing your old stuff and then there reaches a point where you think right okay how long can this last yeah that that I lasted for for its little bit of time. Yeah, and and then did you feel that there was was there a demand out there for new material, or was the demand within yourselves to go look? We we need to do this. We need to. In the at the very beginning, we after we first reformed, we were just doing shows before we even recorded the Art of Dying, before we even signed the Nuclear Blast. No, I have to honestly say. We weren't thinking. We weren't feeling the need to do that. We were. We weren't even. We weren't even planning like the next week. We just thought we were gonna do one show and just that was gonna be it. It was just a benefit. This benefit show for for Billy and stuff. Yeah. That was the only reason we got together for. Like seriously, that was just it. And right. every show that happened after that was just people by the demand. Basically, fans and fucking. We just. We 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 craved that killer fucking show and the, 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 the fan the interaction with the you know like that was the draw like okay we could do another show there's an offer for this other show and that was so fun like let's just do one more show alright we did that fuck it was killer and then like offer for a tour alright we could do the whole fucking tour now and it just went on and went on and went on so finally uh, Nuclear Blast was they were basically coming around getting us to think about like writing an album and like keep on going with it we're like oh no 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 no, no that's not what we're trying to do here and then that, and then the, with, the, with them insisting and insisting and then sure enough as we were on tour naturally like here and there all of a sudden like i had a riff or something like a sound check or whatever right so it was like like there are a couple ideas that are like odd like we're just like we weren't saying anything but there were like we jam on a riff or something and it's like mm, but no one wanted to even go there about committing and all that yeah yeah and so once that all just kind of so that just kind of formulated by we were like fuck all right let's do it so we weren't really pl- planning it we just like well let's fucking check it out that's why the first album to me the art of dying it has this feeling i mean the the, the kind of album that you know when i look back and listen to that album it sounds like that to me like like we we're excited to get back together but we definitely weren't like totally focused and coherent and one like Organism. Like, organism. <laughs> like how you say out. this one is. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The progression from that first album up to how what happened here was just that. A, a progression over 12 years or, or, or something. Well, I, yeah, because I was like, yeah, because it's like, well, yeah, 12 years of your second career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's like, it, it, and I was, I was saying to the other guys, it, it's, it's like, 
it's like the it's, it is like a Death Angel Mark II, but not in a bad way. It's more like 2.0. Do you know what I mean? It, it, as in, I think so. You know, I always think the first Death Angel is like the first three albums. You're right. And then there's 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 your years with the organization and like you know keeping the flag flying. Yeah, it is. And then there's the reformation, and then you know touring, you know yeah doing the old stuff. Then the new career starts. Yeah. And. and it's, yeah, it's like it's definitely like, the, the starting from relentless retribution and moving forward is where we like went into tur- turbo gear. Like we went into the fucking fifth gear now, yeah. and we've been nonstop now ever since we we, we recorded relentless retribution. So since from 2009, basically 2010, we've just been like nonstop three years, going into four years. So that alone, I mean, compresses like what you might do in many more years because there's no break in between. We just kept going and going and going and going. So it's just like mounting into this, you know, really peak level for us. And and the thing is, that comes out the fucking speakers. You know, that that comes out. Those years have been well spent. You know, it's not, you know, you really can hear it. Um, I was talking to Ted earlier, and he was saying about um, like you know you, you you play songs in soundcheck that you were working on that were going to end up on the Dream Calls for Blood, and there you you can there is that kind of uh, that kind of intensity that to the to the you know that from a live show, and not just in the sound but in the in the actual songwriting, you know these these tunes sound like something that that you're kind of you're you're playing. Whilst you're on the road, not because you're bored with the set, but it's way more interesting to play new stuff in the soundtrack. Absolutely. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it's like, you know. We love playing our new stuff. And, and let's face it. You know, it's, it's, but it's also when you're sound checking, it's like it's like the best practice room in the world, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You've got a whole PA, exactly. you know, a whole empty venue, oh, yeah. and, and you can really check out how it sounds. And we had no choice because we weren't ever home enough, so we'd have to do it at sound check. Like we were, you know, we we get home for five days and go back out on tour, so we're like we're not gonna go and set up in the studio and start working on stuff in the three three days that we're home in between months of, of being on the road. So we just do it on the road. Yeah. That's what that's that's you know what ended up contributing to the, the feel of this album. Yeah. It's kinda of what happened. You know? And and is it it's I mean is it is it a lesson you learned between like you, you built with retro, relentless retribution, you think, look guys, we need to keep going because if we take six months off to write a record and record it's like starting from zero again and pretty you know, much so, yes. Yeah. Yes, we knew we knew we had to take that energy into the studio to do the album. It was obvious that that was gonna be very key in how the album was gonna sound. And it is. The fact that we didn't take any kind of a break, which we needed believe me and we still oh, yeah. we still do we didn't, we didn't break we just kept going but there's there's a method to the madness and that was that i just knew that the the intensity we have from being on on the road together if we could get that on the actual recordings by keeping the recording date as close to the end of the tour as possible you wouldn't have enough time to come down from the high of touring you, yeah. you, it was only a few days at home for anybody and off they were to Florida to record, and that takes that that touring intensity and live vibe, and, and it just takes it straight to the studio, straight it? onto the recording itself. In the performances when you're yeah. in, when you're in the studio and recording an album, like you know, you can totally get that sterile trip after a while because you're not in front of a crowd and you 
you haven't yeah. been on tour for months or whatever. You've been it's relaxing. Like six and months stuff. in a box writing these riffs. And exactly. I want to get this riff absolutely fucking perfect. Right. So it starts yeah, yeah, to yeah. you know things just go. You can't help it. The life just, just goes out. It's it. the nature of it though, right? Yeah. It's just what's gonna happen. So even though we're like tired from being on tour, but we're just so accustomed to the to the to the daily attack of being on tour that it's not you know when we're on on the road we 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 do many shows with no days off. Many many shows in a row. So. Yeah, we brought that energy Whoa. in the studio. So, yeah, it, was, you, you, it, was, well, it was fucking killer to, to, to capture that on tape, so to speak. It's kind of like it's, it's an adrenaline. It's that, it's like you said, wow. it's that. All right. Right, look. Thank you. It's been, it's been really cool. Thanks, man. Lovely. I'm really looking forward to it tonight, man. Mark. I really am. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah we, we had a chat, room. man. So, um, there you have it. There was... Uh, my uh, my interview with uh, Rob, which was um, which is cool, is a nice listen back to that actually, and and you can obviously hear some serious um, bass action in the background there, um, as the bass dude warming up, and it was just it was all sort of kicking off around us, and so um, yeah, it's a little chaotic at times, and um, obviously hopefully you're gonna embrace well, you know, it should be better quality from now on. I mean, I'll still be um, you know I'll still be a, a dick, obviously, but. Um, Hopefully the actual uh, recording quality will improve, if nothing else. So, um, hope you enjoyed that. And as I said, you know, they were awesome that night, and the new album's awesome as well. So go and get that. Um, I'm not going to keep you too long, because I'm, I'm aware that I did rabbit on um, uh, right at the top. So, um, uh, you know, uh, and we, we've got, you know, got a fair amount of stuff to get through. So, you know, a fair amount of stuff to get through. That's really disrespectful, actually. Not going to get through stuff going to get through um an interview with a thrash legend the one the only bobby blitz ellsworth so here i am um i'm in the bowels of the islington academy um with the uh, the one and only bobby blitz ellsworth lovely to meet you bobby this is what this is where turds hang out in the bowels <laughs> <laughs> bobby blitz are over here yeah, here. good to see you, Howard. Yeah, good to see you as well, mate. I mean, um, I, Chris obviously um, hooked us up on email, and thank you very much for um, sorting all this out. Yeah, great. Um, and, and, you know, you've been, you kind of like, I don't know, you, you're an iconic figure in Thrash, you know? I mean, you know, you, you've been around a long time. Um, but Overkill, unlike, probably Overkill and, and, and Exodus, I would say, probably the two bands with it who kind of just really sort of stuck to their guns obviously there's Slayer as well but you, you know, your sound hasn't really kind of changed that much over the years um, you kind of you know you're, 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 you're still relevant you're still producing products at an amazing rate how, how the hell do you still find that in, you know that enthusiasm well you, you know when I was young I remember my mother asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I said I really want to be a thrash icon <laughs> I, was, I, had, yeah. I had to throw that in there. Howard does stand up, so <laughs> this is going to be a, this going to be a tough interview. I got a I got a reaction. So, and, well, in any case, I you know, with regard to this, I think that probably the thing that I value the most is being relevant. Um, and I don't think about the other stuff. I I think that uh, the reason to continue doing what we do, uh, me being part of what we do. Uh, is that we can release music that has value in the current day. And, and that becomes the motivation. You know, I can't really speak for Exodus, but I do agree with you that uh, you know, what they do uh, carries weight in 2012, 13, 14. You know, it's not 
well, what it was, it's what it is. And, and I think that that's really the most important factor or indicator of why I continue. Uh, and really the greatest compliment that you can, you can possibly receive is that, uh, you know, let's talk about what you were. It's, it's really kind of boring in my, you know, and, and then it makes no sense being a thrash icon. <laughs> but, I, but I do feel that uh, we have something to offer. And, you know, where does that come from? I don't know. There's a, you know, obviously a deep love of it. I mean, you, yeah. you, you know, you were in a, a thrash band, so you, you know, still are to, to some degree. So you know that, you know, once you get bitten by the bug, there's no greater high, you know, and, and you chase that high on a continuous basis. It's like, you know, they always say that, you know, with the with the dope dealers, the first one's free because I know you'll be back. And that's kind of the same way it is with this <laughs> stuff, you know. It was like yeah. you did it when it was free, and that was more important than anything that followed it, you know, yeah. was the fact that it got you that high. And I think that uh, being relevant, um, doing it for the amount of time that I have, probably the most unique thing I can say is that I still get high. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still looking for that that bite that'll bring me as high as the first one did. So, so I think that that's one of the reasons, and 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 it's uh, you know I think it's a great testimony to the purity of this music that it can be relevant uh, after the let's say 30 year period. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I I, I saw you guys uh, first time I saw you guys was supporting supporting Halloween at Manchester Apollo. Would that have been your first ever UK show? Um, do, 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 yep. I think it was. Yeah, I think I remember. No, 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 no. We were we were here. We were uh, Christmas on, uh, on speed. Uh, oh. Leeds with oh, Megadeth. Christ Christmas on Earth. Christmas on Earth. Uh, yes, I was there. Megadeth, as well, yeah. Uh, Megadeth. I think Voivod. No, Voivod never made. They it. got stuck in Belgium stuck in custom. Yeah. A nuclear assault changed. Nuclear assault. Yeah, changed the lyrics to and instead from stranded in hell to stranded, <laughs> stranded in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> And we were in tears laughing at that, man. That was awesome. The creator was on that bill, huh? Yeah. Was it Lars Rocket? Were they That's on right. as well? Yeah, really. Um, I think that was our first UK show. Yeah, it was Leeds, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that they, they pulled that place down not long afterwards. But, uh, you know, the Apollo show is probably the second, though. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So you got first yeah. two shows. Yeah. And that was, I mean, because uh, taking over major label, that was kind of like, was, you know, that was that your crack at the big time? Was... You know, it it seemed at the time that you you know you you had a, a fair amount of label support. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. They... You know the, the the quick background to that is that Megaforce Records, who we were really signed to Atlantic, being the distributor of Taking Over, uh, you know, had discovered Metallica. You know, and they and that's what got Megaforce notoriety, uh, got them the notoriety. Mm -hmm. uh, so Atlantic started distributing uh, the Megaforce product, us and Testament, uh, et cetera. So sure, I mean, I suppose it was a crack at the big time, but I, but you know, I don't know if I knew what the big time was. You know, I mean, was there was there even a big time then? I'm so relative. Yeah. You know, Metallica was now on their. I guess they would be doing their third record at that point. It was just around Injustice, or maybe yeah. still they were uh, on Ride the Lightning. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it was, it was probably just around sort of Master of Puppets time, things like that. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, I, yeah, it, it's. It, it's, it is strange looking back. I mean, you know, I mean, we we talked a lot with um, um, with Nuclear Assault, Exodus, and, and Dark Angel more more than anything. Those three guys, and and there was a there was very much a sense that we were all kind of hanging on to Metallica's coattails. You know, what I mean, they kind of opened the door and, and and raised the bar. Yeah, 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 and and and, and made that made that kind of music um, credible because. 
you know, I remember when Metallica came out and I'd play it to like my metalhead friends who were more traditional and they'd be like, no, no, that's, no, I don't, I don't like that. No, yeah, that's, yeah. that's you know, what's noisy. not to like. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like what you like already, just a bit faster, that's yeah. all. <laughs> you like Motorhead, how can you not like this? You know? And I, I remember having like fierce debates and stuff with, with like kind of more sort of older traditional metalheads. Um, and then, of course, you know, 20 years later, you wake up one morning and find out that, you, that that's you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're behind the times. Yeah, you know? but you, you don't see the evolution into it. You just wake up and it's like, <laughs> yeah. You're that person. Yeah. That's it. Something happens, someone says something, and you go, oh, shit, no, I'm that guy. We're in that room now. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you, I tell, my, and I tell my wife this all the time. I said, when I wake up in the morning and I'm brushing my teeth or I'm shaving and I have my glasses off, I look at myself in the mirror and I go, "You haven't changed one bit, you handsome devil." And as soon as I put, as soon as I put my glasses on, I go, "Ah, who's that old man in the mirror?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's, it's um, it, it comes to us all, but it's better than the alternative. You know, yeah, every day above ground. Sure. Yeah. Well, you, you know better than most. I mean, you know, that must seem like a long time ago when when you when you had the stroke. I mean, that's yeah, it's uh, it's over ten years now. Yeah, yeah. Over ten years. But I mean, I you know, I, I guess uh, there were my days where I boxed with God or you know whatever it may be. I, I had, you know, not the luck of the draw, but I suppose in retrospect it was actually pretty lucky. You know, it was the, not the alternative. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I ran through a cancer scare back in uh, the late nineties. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah, took yeah, off. No, they took off yeah. my face, and I had sinus cancer, and it, they, they were afraid it leaked into my brain, and you know, and it was one of those things. And I remember the, you know, the best medicine was you know calling Didi Verney and saying, "Hey, man, you got anything that's unfinished down there?" <laughs> <laughs> I got a song. I got a song I'm working on, and, and so was born a song called Necroshine. You know, I remember sitting there with bandages all over my face, writing Necroshine <laughs> on my uh, on my on my cassette four track. You know, I mean, yeah, so it yeah. was. You know, I, I suppose music was always a cure for me, and and if if it is the alternative, uh, the alternative to the alternatives, add something to it, and and for me, it's been uh, been overkill. It's kept the uh, you know kept the fires burning and the, and the smile on my face. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, um, uh, and obviously you've broken you've broken away from from the studio to do these to do these UK dates. Yeah. For which the UK says thank you. I am the UK's representative. Okay, I am thanking You're you. You're welcome, all Listen. of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The heavy metal thrash community—they're just outside, but they sent me in. All seven. To, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they sent me in to say thank you. Um, well, no, it's great because we've got one up on the rest of Europe. It's like, yeah, they're coming over here, and then they're going back. <laughs> then we're going to finish the record. Yeah, yeah. You know, th this was some new opportunities in this part of the tour. We're, it was actually a full tour booked, and uh, we said, you know, the record's not going to be done. The record should be done, but there was new opportunities. That being Hammerfest, uh, that being uh, first show in Dublin, Edinburgh, Glasgow. Mm -hmm. uh, so these were these were some new opportunities. We said, you know, something. Let's keep that UK in. You know, let's let's get over there and do that because these are places we haven't been. So let's not forego the opportunity. And I think that. You know, Overkill's always been an opportunity-based band. You know, we're guys from, you know, the East Coast, Northeast of the United States, and there's there's something that, I don't know, your parents instill in you when their parents instilled in them. And, and that's the, you know, the, the part of the country. You know, believe me, I'm not saying the other is the opposite of what I'm about to say, but opportunity was born there. And, you know, you grow up learning to snatch things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... So when this showed itself, we snatched it, and we said, you know, we'll, 
forego the rest of the tour uh, to finish the record, but we'll go over there and, and do the UK stuff. So. Uh, that's really cool. I mean, I, I spoke with um, uh, with Chad Graham a, a couple of weeks ago from Mudvayne and Hell Yeah, and um, and he was saying something slightly similar. He was saying that you know, there's there's we've got in the habit of playing a few dates here and there, and it's like with this record, we want to do proper tours. You know, mm. we want to tour a country, and we don't just want to come to the UK and play a London show or you know, or just two shows. It's like we want to, you know, we want to do the whole thing. We want to, we want to cover everywhere. And, it, uh, and I, 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 it's interesting that you say those, uh, those are kind of new opportunities for you. Cause I, you know, I'm, I would have thought, so are you saying like, you know, so it's a chance to play Glasgow for the, for the first time? First time, yeah. Wow. Edinburgh, first time. Dublin, first time. Yeah. Really? First time That's... in Wales, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, it's not the normal touring beat for us. We were never the band. I don't, I think we were always accepted more so in the mainland than we were on the islands, for instance. Uh, when I came to Europe, uh, it, you know, uh, Britain has come back for us. Uh, we're doing regular stops, but it's usually a London show. But now, this, again, is a new opportunity. And I think to, to forego that opportunity doesn't mean that it shows itself again. And I, and I think that that's part of our principle, whether it be business principle or whether it be, you know, values we have as people. It's like grab that opportunity, you know, because it doesn't mean that you get it twice. So Yeah. Yeah, and just because you've been offered something once, yeah. And the thing is, as well, as we all know what it's like, you get, you're you offered an opportunity, you turn it down, you never get offered that opportunity again. Good point. Yeah. You've only got to say no once. Good point. And it doesn't come back. Um, well, it, well, that's it, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, I, I, I know I'm pretty much maybe not going to get an exclusive out of you as to what the album's called yet. Because um, I know you're waiting on that, that thousandth tweet is, is, uh, is just hanging on there. Um, have you got a title? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. Okay. You know, uh, you know, I, maybe it's, um, you know, when it's done, it's done is really the way I look at it. So, so yeah. do I think it's going to be done? I think all indicators point is going to be done. I am 99% sure that this record will be released. But to some degree, I, again, maybe just a business principle, I just don't ever release anything until, you know, I know for sure. Yeah. Though I have told the light man, he'll tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's Brilliant. one of those guys. He's one of those Facebook guys. Oh, that's it's just like it's just like everything. Everything that goes through his head, the rest of the world knows about. So, well, <laughs> well, I'm quite clearly interviewing the wrong fucking guy. Get, get the, I'm interviewing the light. I'm, I'm interviewing the lighting guy. Definitely, definitely. What's, it, what's his name? What's he look like? <laughs> Skinny guy, short. Right, great. That narrows it down. I'll be walking up to punters outside. Do you do lights for overkill? No, I'm. I'm I'd like I'm, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, no, no, that's good. And, and I like that. And that's and that's that's old school. And in a in a in a you know, and, and that is a that's a compliment because back in the day when you know what, when you 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 made a statement, you said right, this is the new album. This yeah. is, it's finished. These are the songs. This is the artwork. And this is when it's coming out. As opposed to, uh, like you said about, you know, Facebook, about like every single little, oh, we just finished the chorus of this song. And then we, you know, that's fine. If you, you know, if you want to release everything incrementally and, you know, bit by bit, as some people do. And, you know, as soon as, that's, it's, as, soon as it's done, all that information will be, you know, will be relevant and, and uh, accessible. You know, yeah. it's just... I'm just not a big fan of all that stuff, you know, it's like the whole thing, you know, you know, as soon as you post something, you can regret it, it becomes, and I think many people live in the age of regret, I mean, it's got to be a great thing for people that don't have 
social ability to be able to connect that way, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and that it actually gives them that social ability. But I, I think there's got to be a lot of people living in regret with the things that they posted oh. out there. Whether oh, it be yeah. business or whether it be personal, you know. So. And you can't, you can't take it back once it's out there. It's out there. And even if you do try and take it back, some, some fucker's done a screenshot of it. It's and, a print, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I, a, a comedian I know, um, he's got this great piece about Facebook, and he said, he said, do you think if the government tried to introduce a policy whereby you had to constantly report in where you were, what you were doing, who you were with, in fact, not only what you're eating, but they want to see a picture of it as well? Do you think that that is a bill that would ever be made law, or do you think, <laughs> or do you think there would be revolution? There'd be revolution, but instead we just we fucking we do, do it voluntary. <laughs> it's voluntary, you know. It's like the government doesn't need to follow you everywhere anymore. It just has to have a Facebook account. You, you know what I did as an alternative? As I started my own, it was called Sit on My Facebook, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that something the uh, your, your manager was talking about earlier? It's, you, only, you only need one good friend. <laughs> Uh, I can, yeah, I can well imagine. Like, you should do that. You should de- well, definitely married, do obviously. that. Obviously, I, I have, I have my Facebook friend. She's at home waiting for. Me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you, um, do, do you use, do you use Facebook at all? I don't. No, we, the band does. Um, uh, have somebody to, uh, to do it though. You know, yeah. and I give him, you know, kind of reports like I give Chris. Uh, you know, become a source of information for. The Twitter account that Chris does, or Don yeah. Jalbert, who does uh, our Facebook, who runs other Facebooks. You know, out goes an email, or out goes, uh, you know, a text with uh, in the studio. You know, getting some vocals ready, uh, title forthcoming. You know, something, something like so. Ah, so it's, it's called forthcoming. Brilliant. Title forthcoming. Okay, there you go, people. Thirtieth coming. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but you've got to do that, haven't you? You've got to be out in that marketplace because there's, you well, know, people expect it to a certain extent. It's, from a personal you know, level, I don't have to be involved in it. You know, that I can, I, you know, there's something that maybe it's where I come from or, or, or the era or maybe the area that I relish a certain privacy too, you know, that it's, yeah. uh, you know. Oh, the concept of privacy. I mean, you know, my generation, maybe your generation, you know, you, you grew up miming in the mirror you know, pretending to be your heroes. That's right. Now, oh, you record it and put it on YouTube. You it's like, no, you, 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 that should be done in the privacy of your own home. Let me tell you something. It's yeah. unusual to be interviewing a guy who actually can keep his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's New Jersey in me, too, you know. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, you think, you think a lot of people have, a lot of people involved on this side are, are still kind of like full of ego and they want to hear... They, they, you know, they want to get their points across and have you agree with them. I suppose, uh, yeah, to some degree. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, the social end of things, I, I just like being private. I got friends, you know, you know what I mean? I got friends. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very social when I'm out here. I mean, this is, we're out in the road. This is like the middle-aged boys club out here. To, you know, I mean, we're going to be rolling dice in the next couple of days. There's going to be a couple of bottle of booze on the bus and somebody's going to get drunk and throw up and, and it'll all be fun, there'll be some laughs and we'll go home, we'll finish the record and we'll get serious again, you know? Yeah. So I have my social end of things and I have the people I like to hang out with and uh, I don't know, just for, it has nothing to do with overkill but just my personal life, people don't need to know when I'm, when I'm eating or, you know, or, or what I, you know, what are my likes and my dislikes, it's, you know, I play music and I got a nice family. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is as well is that, that, that this side of your life is very public as well. So it's nice to have that divide and say, look, the, the, the public gets this of me. 
Yeah, sure. You know? I, I mean, you know, we, we talked about health issues before. And, and, you know, I don't think I ever would have let anyone know either of them, except that one happened on stage and the other one canceled the tour. You know, yeah. if, if it didn't, if it happened during the downtime, I would have kept my mouth shut about it. I mean, why would I want to let anyone know that? You know, it, it was, it's not a badge. It's not, it, there was nothing courageous about it. It was all, you know, it was the luck of the draw. You know, it taught me some great lessons. It means that I'm just a player in the game. I don't deal the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it was some great lessons, but I mean, it, it, if it didn't happen in Nuremberg, Germany, I wouldn't be talking about it with you because you wouldn't know. It, my, my wife would know, and if it happened uh, in, in my backyard, she would know, and my family would know, and Didi probably, you know? So. Yeah. But so, I mean, like you say, you have that, when you say you, you learn lessons from it, um, the, the, the two things that have happened to you, there's going to be a certain amount of, do you know what, I'm, I'm not going to go overtly out there and live my life recklessly, but to a certain extent, you say, you know, you don't deal the cards. You, you have... You you can go jogging every day and you can be Mister Fit and you can drink you can drink the right drinks and you can have you know your your perfect balanced diet and all the rest of it. But after what you've been through, a certain amount of that's going to say, well, I could have done all that and these things would have happened anyway. When oh. your numbers up, your numbers up. Yeah. Is a you know it, it, has it changed your your kind of attitude towards health and fitness at all or anything like no, that? No, no, it, it actually never did. I mean, it was I was always fit. That was never that was never part of the equation. If it changed anything, it, it probably added uh, the uh, fuck it quotation. You know, you, you only get so much. You might well, as I was well, thinking that, yeah. It, it helped me to some degree enjoy more moments as opposed to pining over them. It's waiting for the, you know, looking forward to the next moment means that you're kind of getting rid of the one that you're in at, at this particular time, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it just gave me a different perspective. It, it, it didn't change anything, you know. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, I have <laughs> I, I, I had this, this issue in Germany and, you know, realized I was going to be okay hours later. Uh, and I had a pair of pajama pants on and a, and a, a white tank top. We call them wife beaters. So. Yeah, we do <laughs> you know, too. All right. And, and all these wires hanging out of me, realizing I'm out of Marlboro's. <laughs> I mean, this is hours afterwards, you know. I'm saying, yeah. boy, I'm a lucky bastard, but I better get myself a pack of Reds. <laughs> so nice. I'm walking out nice. of the hospital looking like that. Looking yeah. for the local gas station. Did it change me? No. Not, I mean, not even from the instant. It got my thinking to change. You know, I mean, I, I remember coming home and hopping on my bike. You know, it wasn't like I'm, a, I'm afraid. It wasn't, I, you know, I mean, I was numb and <laughs> I was going to only make left turns. <laughs> but it took me two hours to get fucking home after I got out of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Just got around the surface. <laughs> But the, uh, it didn't change, you know, any of that. It's, you know, I added fuck it to it, you know? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? So, you know, I started enjoying things a little bit more. Not, yeah. not really, I, I didn't want to overthink it and have it become a weighted issue. It, you know, I had a weighted issue I was dealing with. I wanted something that was fucking light and free and fucking fun. And, you know, I didn't run out and buy fucking two grams of cocaine and go nuts. But yeah. for sure, I bought a, a 12 pack of Heineken's and, and went to a hockey game, you know, yeah. and, and took my wife out to dinner and walked the dog an extra hour that day, you know. So that was the, you know, that was the, the, the culmination of, of what the result was, you know. The results to me were positive. I was going to just, I, I just lived through a problem. I went right through the fucking thing. I'm on the other side. It's behind me. <laughs> yeah. Wah! 
Yeah. So it's kind of so so it, it kind of um, it made you sort of stop and smell the roses a little bit more. I suppose so. You know, yeah. I suppose. I mean, you know, we, you know, you you, you see. Everybody experiences something, or has a cross, or loses a friend, or loses a, a parent or a family member. Everybody goes through that, and it's and it's a it's a pause to reflect on not just that person you lost, but you know yourself. I think too, mm-hmm. and how you're going to live your life, and how you're going to celebrate theirs. And and I, and I thought to myself, man, I could have been, you know, this was I could have been one of the dead that somebody was reflecting about, and or my wife was reflecting about, but. I just reflected about myself and I said, you know how I would do this? I would just fucking, let's turn this up to 10. You know, if I've been running on 7, let's turn it up to 10, see what happens. And what's happened is, is that I haven't had a recurrence and I've had 12 pretty good fucking years of running around the world and and playing shows in uh, the UK and getting my first opportunity in Dublin and, you know, maybe some offers in Southeast Asia and places I've never been. My first Australian tour has happened and then them. So... I think it's probably the better way for me to look at it. And, and that's only a personal take. I would never tell yeah. somebody else to do it. But, yeah. I mean, I like keeping my problems in a mirror. You know, I mean, that's it, it's kind of cool when, you, when you're when you still there and you can see the problems in the mirror. It's not in front of you. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you said, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's private, personal stuff that you wouldn't have shared with the world if it hadn't impacted on the band. Right. And, and you, you, you kind of have to front up at that point and you have to you know, tell everybody why it's happening. Um, over, I mean, over the years, uh, do you um, do you still have any kind of relationships with 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 ex members? Do your paths ever cross? Uh, not the originals. Um, the originals are um, uh, Bobby and Rat. Are uh, you know? It, it's it's a, always a strange situation. It, it, it's um, we've always been forthright and um, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, our, our, the information we give is is the information we have. You know, yeah. and, and we we've never hidden anything. And these guys are songwriters in the band, but they occasionally get a bug up their butt, and, and I hear from one of their lawyers. You know, so it it kind of kills that social end of hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and I always say, hey, yeah, listen, yeah. hey how you doing? And how's your lawyer doing? Yeah, we withheld nothing. I, mean, I said, you know, knock yourself out. It, it's just you know, I can't go collect your money, or I can't go. Yeah. do these things sure you were a part of this and you were a big part of it and, I, and I'll never say that they weren't they were they were huge parts of this and we were four kids that really had uh, I, I don't even know if we had aspirations for bigger things we didn't even have a plan it was just fucking fun you yeah. know I mean that was really yeah. the idea about it uh, but some of the other guys I see I mean I see Canavino or Gant sends me something every now and then we when we do the states uh, one of our guitar players Marino we rent lights from him uh, I don't see Joe Camo very much but he's very busy uh, Sid Falks in touch with me. Uh, he just yeah. released something. He sent it to me. He's, uh, yeah, I saw, I saw that come out recently, actually. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It was, I think he did a Stones cover. He, he sent it to me uh, before he had uh, made it uh, available to the rest of the world and said, yeah, what do you think? So, I mean, we kind of, you know, uh, go back and forth with text or occasional phone call or email. So, yeah, I mean, everybody but the first two guys. I, I, I see in one capacity or another, you know, a few times a year. Uh, but you know, and those guys too, I, w- I would have no problem uh, talking with them. I just I don't want to get into that whole thing, I, yeah. or, or give you know, or give any of it credibility. You know, I, I've been I've been doing this for a long fucking time. I'm pretty easy to find. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not yeah. like if you really have something to say to me, it's not hard to say it. You know, it's yeah. uh, I'm I'm accessible. So so that that's uh, that's kind of my take on that. I just. Um, 
you know, and and maybe one of these days we'll have a big old overkill uh, barbecue or something. Get all the members. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Hundreds that'd of them cool. with their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Take it in turns. Everybody playing different instruments. Yeah. And yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, obviously, you know, I mean, you guys have um, you've been mentioned as like there's there's the big four, and then everyone usually says if there was a big five. Or a big five or six, it'd mm. be you guys and Exodus would would be you know would be like tacked on the end there. And yeah. Whenever you see like people saying, "Oh, my alternative big four, you guys are you know you guys are always in there," um, and it's it's kind of like have have you have you thought about at all maybe having a kind of like you know the next big four like you guys Exodus Testament all go you know all going out together maybe a little doing... four yeah. <laughs> I didn't really want to say that. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, I was doing it. You know, I've, I've been posed this question before, and my answer is... Oh, really? I, I, oh. I, I love doing this. Who? Oh, <laughs> the big who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Really? It's a lot much. Megadeth has still got a deal? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, Testament's a great band. They sold a lot of records. Uh, I think they've sold more records than us. Um, uh, I mean, their last release is, is qualified, valuable release in the current day. Uh, the Exodus guys have done some great work. Um, you know, would they deserve it too? Sure, I guess, you know. Mm. I, I really don't try to concern myself with it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. you know, you get posed the question to, but it's I think it's kind of against m my principles and values to, you know, to think what ifs. As yeah. opposed to enjoying the the, the what are's, you know? yeah, what you ha yeah, it's what you have, not what could yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, you know, I like the fact. That I suppose it's flattering that the question comes up. You know, I yeah, mean, that, that, that's kind of cool. Uh, but I never really pine over it. You know, I, I think my my the, the greatest experience I had with this big four thing was uh, there's a show in, um, one creator could be in there too. Cause oh yeah, yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a you know that's a band that's had some serious impact. Uh, there's a show in the states called That Metal Show. I'm sure you're yeah, familiar yeah, with it. Eddie yeah, Trunks yeah. is a friend of ours, and and there's two comedians, Jameson and um, Jim Florentine, are the other two hosts, and they were they had Phil Anselmo on there, and they were having this discussion about who would be the next. And while they were discussing it, they were each picking who they think should be the next. And I think it was Florentine and Ed Trunks said it should be Overkill. And um, and Samo and Don Jameson said it should be Exodus. And Ed Trunk said to Aunt Samo, "Come on, hands down, Bobby Blitz is the best singer in fucking Thrash. <laughs> Most <laughs> energetic." He said. <laughs> That's what he said. No, he didn't say best singer. He's the best frontman. He said he's the best frontman in Thrash. Hands down, and and so, looks like somebody hit Anselmo on the side of the head with a bat. <laughs> How could you say that? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I'm watching it with my wife. I fell out of the chair laughing so fucking hard, man. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, although I, I yeah, I mean, I, I never thought of Pantera as a thrash band. You know, I mean, they were kind of like yeah, they, they were they followed that. They had their own, I think, their own identity. I don't think. Well, yeah, it was that kind of groove metal thing mm. that that evolved into new metal and all sorts of stuff like that. And and, and elements of thrash, obviously, but yeah, uh, but not a thrash band, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when uh, you've got the the new album is going to be 
kind of rolling around. You, is that going to be this year? You think it's going to be? It's going to be uh, I can tell you this because I set this up. It was the uh, it's the eighteenth of July. It hits. Oh, uh, right, cool. It's a street date for uh, for UK. All oh, right, yeah, cool. The rest of Europe, eighteenth of July. U.S. is somewhere around there. It's either two days before or two days after. It's a shipping issue that they always have. Yeah. So I think it's uh, probably the 18th in the U.S. or the 16th. So, but yeah. for sure, the European is the 18th. So for you, uh, downloads, CDs, vinyl, what, what, does, what does Bobby listen to at home? Yeah, I listen to downloads now. You know, it's, um, you know I've embraced the, the modern world when it comes to the technology of the wave file and the and the iPod, it's just uh, simpler, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, when I get real interested, then after I've, uh, you know, I've been exposed to something, I go back and look for the artwork, you know, that, that type of a thing. You know, um, I got, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff I just get uh, from yeah. people, you know, whether they're in the business. I mean, a lot of the, all the metal I get is, is pretty much just shows up at my house, which is, which is kind of nice. But cool. I like other stuff too. I mean, like I like some jazzy stuff, and I like some big band stuff, and I'm, you know, I like some real classic rock singers. I mean, I'm a big Rod Stewart fan. I love just right. about anything the fucking guy does. I just love the uh, how can a guy sing until this fucking age and not change one bit and still sound as good as he sounded when he was in the faces. You know, I mean, and, and that yeah. it just amazes me. But it's, that's, that's uh, inspirational. And that's the stuff I buy um, or I download uh, to to buy. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe go back to somewhere and find the credits somewhere and, and you know. But I, I do more than download now. It's just simpler. And it's the way we work um, when we're doing the record, you know. I mean, it's the beauty of the modern age is uh, that, you know, the idea I have, you know, you and I playing a band. And, uh, you know, you're in the UK and I'm in New Jersey and my, my idea comes up and I want Howard to know that idea. You could know it minutes after I have it have recorded it yeah you know and say yeah. dude I want to run this by you you know check this out and that's uh, I mean that's priceless because I, I you know I remember the old days and I, I just answered a question with regard to analog versus digital and uh, you know and, and you had to work on things and it was really different and you know I relish those days because I learned how to play while the tape was rolling you know what I mean yeah I didn't learn yeah. how to be corrected while uh, you know the pro tools were running yeah uh, so I had to learn how to play you know, or learn how to sing. I had to do it correctly. Yeah. And uh, I, that's something I relish, but I also relish the fact that I can get you that information instantly and yeah. say, hey, dude, you know, uh, I like the idea, but I've heard this before. Like, oh, shit. You know, because that happens, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. You know, that's a... Oh, oh my God, God, that's an answer for court. Plagiarized something that that you've heard years ago, and it's yeah. just it's it's stuck deep in there. And, so yeah. I'm, a, I'm a student of both. Uh, you know, obviously uh, learned uh, in the old school, but have embraced the uh, the digital age when it comes to uh, my personal life and my professional life. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. What do you and, and you know. I, I, personal wise how, what, what do you do when you're off the road when you, you're just hanging around just family guy well I have a couple of businesses um, I own a uh, with my wife I, uh, we have a storefront for we do imported chocolates oh gorgeous uh, in a really nice town it's only about uh, 30 minutes from Manhattan uh, it's a really artsy kind of bohemian place with like you know barefoot guitar players and Right. And uh, movie stars, uh, they the poor and the ultra rich, uh, right, <laughs> right on right, right on the right. Hudson River. So it's uh, it's a 
beautiful picturesque place. Sounds idyllic. Ni- yeah. yeah, Nyack, New York. Really, really nice. And we uh, we have a storefront there. Um, we'll be celebrating our oh jeez, our tenth year in October. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I own two for we own two for a while, but it really was becoming too much of a hassle. With you know, it's really a mom and pop business. Yeah. Uh, but she really runs it. I take care of the overkill stuff. I take care of her behind the scenes stuff, whether it be advertising and some of her orders or something as simple as hey I need the front of the store painted <laughs> aren't you the guy in I got a great I got a great story I was like I, I play the um, because it's um, it's a chocolate shop um, yeah I play the Easter Bunny for her every year since it's open I got this great big Easter costume right and it's funny funny thing and the face it's a big face that sits on my chest and and I have a big purple hat on and I can look through a little flower on the top of the hat, right? Right, yeah. And I, I give out chocolates to the kids. It's two weeks before the East, Easter on a, on a Saturday, two weeks yeah. before, I hand out chocolates to the kids. I never say a fucking word to them. I just stand there and I dangle the thing and they take pictures with me. And it's fun. Family business, right? Yeah. In any case, a guy about your age comes walking by. He's looking and he's looking. He's pointing his finger, right? And I'm thinking he's drunk or he's stoned or something. <laughs> fucking Easter bunny. <laughs> yeah. So I pay no attention to him, right? And I go about my business. About 30 minutes later, he comes back. He's still laughing, right? <laughs> he walks up to the flower in the hat. He goes, let me tell you, fucking Ironbound was a killer record. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. And I open the door. I'm like, Annette, I'm done with this. <laughs> That's insane. He recognized me right through the fucking thing. Well, Eric may have known I owned the shop. I mean, I've cross-marketed it before. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, that's fun. I mean, that's family business. Yeah. And that, I mean, you, you got to do that stuff. This is, uh, I, I'm, I'm so happy she's a, she's a Dutch immigrant to the States. And uh, I'm so happy that she's created a successful business. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's tough. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's tough yeah. times. It's, as a niche, well. it's a niche market, though. I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's not like you're dealing with commodities. You're not, you know, I'm not trying to sell you a bottle of uh, spring water for less money. Then yeah. you're trying to sell me, for instance, where we're going back and fighting. You you have something that whether people want, if they want it, they're going to go get it. Yeah, and you and, and you and you build up that core, yes. like a band. You build up that core following very much, and and, and they will and they'll listen to you. You get new stuff in. You yeah. say, look, try it. Just 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 try it. Listen, and I mean, a, a, a Dutch girl selling Belgian chocolates is. There, I said, Annette, there is no better winning combination in a high end town. I said, you're, yeah. you're going to be okay, honey. Yeah, yeah, and she she's done very well, and it's something we're both very proud of. It's a, you know it's that whole American dream thing. You know it's why people came to the states uh, originally was to be able to do things that were their dreams, to be able to make them come true on, you know, on a level. And and this is a person from another country who's now speaking a second language and trying to make a business happen there, and has done it. Yeah. You know, and and I think that, that there's a great testimony in that. And I own a mailing company, um, kind of a silent person in that, so. When I'm off the road, I mean, I got shit to do. You know, it's not like... Uh, yeah, well, you don't surprise me as the kind of guy who's... You don't, you know, you don't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to go home and go, yeah, right, I'm going to put my feet up for six months now. No, 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 yeah. that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? No, yeah. I, I have... Uh, you know, on a, on a personal level, I like motorcycles. Um, uh, we love uh, we love traveling. Uh, we love doing home renovations. I mean... Oh, right, she, cool. She's the one that's more the the inspiration. She always asked me, she goes, well, how come you don't have a list of renovations? I said... Let me tell you something. If I added my list to your list, I said there would be no overkill. There'd be no chocolate shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, just do 
mailing list and I'll help, you know? Right, yeah. But uh, we like doing that. I mean, we just, uh, you know, we'll hire a contractor, but we'll do the finishing touches on a kitchen, put all the cabinets in, uh, all the tiling, uh, you know, like the minor plumbing and, you know, the demo yeah. and stuff. I and mean, we love doing that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Motorcycles, dog. Are you, dog. So with, the, with these with these properties, are you are you like buying properties, work, working no, no, with we them, do, moving we them on? No, no, we do primarily our own house. Right. Okay. I constantly have redone our, our own house. I, right. We have uh, uh, just a small uh, ski chalet kind of a thing, you know, wide yeah, open, yeah. you know, twenty two foot ceilings and lofts, and you know, redone flooring, put flooring in, uh, decks, um, uh, done two bathrooms, kitchen. I mean, it's almost done. We may have to move somewhere else just to keep it going. You're, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got so, you've got to have that next project. It's got to yeah, be yeah. something going on. I mean, there's got to be sandpaper or sawdust around the and and it's just kind of a hobby it's not something we just both enjoy doing it so. see but you lived in one house but by the sounds of it it's effectively about three or four houses yes it's been, yes, yes. It's been through some several incarnations evolved and, at least twice yeah brilliant yes, okay. at least twice yeah. uh, themed are these like theme change have you done like ski lodge and then mm. you know kind of like I suppose I suppose to some degree uh, I like collecting art um, yeah me so too so we, we kind of like I, I have some really cool vases and sculptures. Um, I have some great metal art. Um, I have, jeez, um, I, I have great reproductions of Seven Deadly Sins, uh, awesome. College of Oxford. Um, they're almost done in a caricature form, but they're fucking killer. And yeah. um, I have uh, what's called lava vases that the, after the Nazis were outed, the uh, the German people were cleaning Berlin. Some guy came up with this idea of uh, of taking the rubble to the bomb factories that had survived and making vases in the bomb molds. Wow! And they're fucking killer. <laughs> Looks that like is... two fucking Luftwaffe bombs sitting on my. But they're but they're like orange and black. I mean, they're they're really beautifully painted. Yeah. Um, and glazed vases, but that's the original lava vase comes from the Nazi bomb molds. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> well, my my um my my uh, my mother and father were um were antique dealers. I mean, mm. my mother's been an antique dealer for fifty years. Oh, so you know all about so, so yeah. So I grew up, grew up surrounded by stuff that if you break it, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, you can't just go like go out like other kids would break things at home and like you know they go out and just buy a replacement. Yeah. I break, I break something and it's like, well, that's fucked then. Yeah. <laughs> Never going to see another one. Never seen one of those, you know. Breaking oh, right. you bought yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Power. Yeah. yeah. But, but, and that, they, that sounds, yeah. that that's sounds that. that's awesome. Cool. So, I mean, if we theme anything, they always try to make sure our art kind of fits in the, you know, the think of it, the, the thought of the whole yeah. thing, so. It's got a Second World War based art. A little bit. I mean, I got the. I have the elegant lady. Do you know the elegant lady from? Uh, she's the uh, Mexican and Colombian woman. It was uh, it was done like in the early 1900s. It's um, it's the skeleton that's dressed in beautiful gowns. Um, you see a lot of it made out of paper mache. Is it kind of the, like the sort of Day of the Dead thing? Day of the Dead thing, right? right. It's okay. a day that it, it evolved into that. It was actually a. In the early 1900s, it was a uh, it was a caricature that showed up in a in a Mexican newspaper that depicted the rich stepping on the bodies of the dead right, in okay, yeah. Mexico, and it and it became something from there, and then it evolved into the Day of the Dead uh, thing. Right. So yeah, but I got a, I have a really nice sculpture of her that's done in that's done in clay, all done in local clays. It's I mean I think it stands you know two feet high, and and I. I, I, the thing about art as well is, is that when you see it 
it's just a yeah yeah how much there's it's a real clear feeling isn't it it's yeah. just something that you can't explain it but it just strikes a chord with you and it's like can I find out how much that is please yeah that's I mean that's even with the bomb molds I uh, I didn't know there were bomb molds before I bought them I just liked them yeah I was like wow I love these look at the shapes of these are awesome you know they're they're just unbelievable they're just striking you know that kind of thing and I, and uh, before I had bought them, the guy explained to me what they were, and I was like, now I gotta have them. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. It's like, well, yeah, this was meant to be. Yeah. But it's, it's weird as well, because when, when, when people don't, when people don't, um, don't, don't collect ours, I mean, I've, I've got something, people come around and say, oh, like, you know, so, so how much was it? What's it worth? That's always the default question yeah, yeah. as regards that. And it's like, look, uh, do you know what? I love hanging, I love seeing that on my wall. I love I love that hanging on my wall. Yeah, yeah. If it ever triples, quadruples in value, then you know, great, whatever. But I, I haven't bought it to hang an investment on my wall. I, I, I want to, I want to enjoy it. It was never my motivation either. Yeah, yeah, it was never my motivation. I had to make my eyes pop up. You know, that that was really the the basis of it. I mean, I mean, I, I couldn't invest in art. I don't have that kind of cash. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. It's I just just bought things that are artistic to me. You know, so it's. It's just things I like looking at and like being surrounded by, as opposed to you know. And we have some really, we have a really old. Um, it's an old brick maker from my wife's uh, family, and it's it, it's it's the old wooden brick molds, you know, that they would build the houses with in in the Netherlands. Yeah, you know, yeah. probably very similar to what you'd find here in the UK. Mm -hmm. It's just an old wooden brick mold with, uh, you know, with metal around the outside, and we redid it uh, to period, and and it's like this awesome big massive thing yeah, hanging yeah. on a wall it's just a cool thing you know yeah. so what's it worth she's I don't know 50 bucks I, I have no idea you know Yeah. Uh, you know what'd you pay for we didn't pay anything for it it was in you know her mom's attic we just liked it you know, you know yeah. what I mean that's that's the idea but also like good art like you say about the bomb molds and about that mm. there's there's always a story there's always mm. a story behind it there's always there's always something like that I mean um, I know an artist, um, uh, Laurie Lipton, okay. who does amazing pencil drawings. She's very, she's very famous now. She has a, like you know um, exhibitions all over the place. But I first saw her stuff probably um, a, 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 about twenty five years ago, something like that. And um, uh, it's it's it, I mean it's incredible. Really fine detail pencil drawings. Everything she does is in pencil. Um, if you get a chance to like you know Google or Laurie Lipton. yeah Laurie Lipton it's right. kind of name that sticks in the mind yeah it does and she, she's amazing and um, um, uh, my, my girlfriend at the, at the time a few years ago bought me um, her latest book and um, I was like oh that's, 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 that's really nice thank you very much and I opened it up and there was this little personal message from from Laurie Lipton to me oh nice yeah, yeah and it was like it was addressed to me and she'd she and obviously my girlfriend had told her like the first the first um, work of hers I'd seen and that struck a chord with her because that was her first ever exhibition and it was in the UK not in the States where she's from mm. and, and it was and, and she just wrote this, this lovely lovely piece and it's like that that's obviously that's my favourite page of the book <laughs> you know I mean there's some incredible art in that book but that's that's my that's my favourite page because it's you know speaking directly to me well you know, I mean it's an art personal anyway and you've actually reached the artist or she's yeah. reached you you know so yeah and it's like we were sharing this moment yeah. through this through the book that we were sharing this moment of, of, of me having seen her art and her being really proud of it and being this young artist and, and it was just like a 
it, it was beautiful. It was the fir- and it's the first time I remember seeing seeing art in the flesh and going like, wow, that's just fucking amazing. Yeah. She did. Um, she had two full size like full. When I say full size, man size stone um, statues. But they had they they were round face, so the, the face was completely round. Mm. There was no features, and the hands were just like like little spades and stuff like that. And they were facing each other, and they were just sort of posed like this. And they were painted with enamel, but they were painted as if it was a. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what the what the word is. As if it was the heated areas of the body. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so was, you know, so it was like like a heat they were, like heat signature. Yeah, yeah, sure, and, sure, sure. Oh man, that was just awesome! Unbelievable, because you could walk around yeah. and you could walk between them, and it was just like, God, you know, as, as a kid, I wanted to own a house so I could buy stuff like that and put it. Yeah. In. <laughs> <coughs> that's a live in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's cool a shit thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Invite people over, look at the cool <laughs> shit, and then leave again. Yeah, have a beer, man. Let's look at the cool yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was, it, it was just amazing. But um, oh sorry, you um. Can I tell do, you the truth? Do you need this man? No, no. Just... I just tell you the truth, honestly. Yeah. I want to hear him laugh. Well, we've been doing quite a lot of that actually. I know, yeah. But I hear him. There's, <laughs> there's a there's a YouTube. Uh, uh, it's it's I think it's the called greatest YouTube video of all time. Uh, it was it was sent to me. The happiest yeah, yeah. heavy metal singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously, I have yeah. it on my bookmark on my laptop, and every so often when I'm done talking to him, he doesn't. You know, let me tell you why he does this. Because he's a fucking manic depressive. We've got him <laughs> off the medication, and he's found something to replace but it. I it's my depressed. last. I, <laughs> I, I do get depressed. I do have certain food mood fits that just fucks with me. Oh, I, I think I, I think we all do to send it. But extent, not, not him. But this. <laughs> you, uh, you by see the way, what I'm telling you? I'm saying from before in the interview. It's just about <laughs> grabbing the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been jo- we've been joined by Overkill's manager, by the way. He lives just, in Alaska. In a snow-ridden North Pole. That's not what he's told me. He laughs about it. It's freezing. I'm, I'm in New Jersey. He calls it Alaska. But we got... Oh, 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 right. Okay, I see. Snow this high. We got so whacked this year. And he was, he'd was he be out in California telling me something like, oh, we never get used to... We never get tired of shoveling sunshine. <laughs> Thailand, it's like 98 degrees. He's telling me it's like... I did, yeah, and you know what Bill Hicks would say to that? What are you, a fucking lizard? <laughs> Hot, sunny, hot, and sunny. It's like I just wanted to hear the laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you got it. You, you got, got it. it. It's good. I'm listening, but you know, I keep walking by, and it is fucking boring here. This place is about as exciting as a fucking. As, as, well, go out to dinner, a couple minutes. I gotta go out with Mark Palmer from the label. You should actually come along. Mark right. Palmer. Now there's a connection. Mark Palmer. I've got I've got a rejection letter written by Mark Palmer when he used to work at Music for Nations. Before he moved to uh, Roadrunner, let me tell you something. He, is he, the he, he turned my band down. He is the greatest asset to Nuclear Blast in this new acquisition that they did. Yeah. Like, taking all the ex Roadrunner guys. He's yeah. the best of them all. Yeah. Better than Monty. You know why? Because he is like. You're going to be on. You know, you're going to be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're going to because I, I don't edit this. Just, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark, uh, if you want to get your lawyer involved. He's been uh, handed a. The UK was never a strong nuclear blast market. Yeah. He's been given this clay to mold out the UK. You know, America has been set already. The guy just came in to add to it, but like Mark's taking 
uncharted territory, and he's creating careers, and he's got some real product to go along with it. It's very exciting, and he's actually yeah. probably for his age, being like in his like early sixties, looking, he's really into the music. Yeah. Yeah. I to say that. He, I, well, no, and, and yeah, he really wasn't into into, I think into, that up into very my well band. With yeah. That microphone on. Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> no, really true, though. I'm sure you'll edit this out, but I'm just saying. No, I, I, I don't believe in editing out. This is lovely. No, these, these, these are spontaneous moments, you know, yeah. this, which comes back to what we've been talking about a lot as well. It's like, well, yeah. these are the cool bits. These are the bits where it, a, a podcast should sound like people listening to this should feel like they're eavesdropping on a conversation. Do you know what I mean? And and this is it. Yeah, it's cool. We let this thing go all night. We have chicks in here. It's gonna be, <laughs> yeah, a, that's the, be like a party me. going. No, no, no. I know one thing about this: there will be not a single girl anywhere, anywhere near here. Unfortunately, <laughs> Overkill yeah. is not a dressing room where there's women. The I, only women that are there are the wives and the, the, the teenage daughters that are with the wives. It's like no, kid, there's no girl running around. I was doing yeah. this interview in Scandinavia and it showed up on YouTube and it was, uh, I was doing them on the bus out in front of Trevista in Helsinki and uh, it was an American guy and we were sitting on the bus like this and we were talking, camera talk, and somebody knocked on the door and I let them in and it was a couple of girls and they were the next interview and I said, come on on, oh no, well wait, we're, we're doing an interview and all this showed up on, on the, the interview and I go, hey, don't worry about it, we don't bite, right? That's what I said, right? And I looked, I watched the interview on YouTube, and the first comment under it goes, God, I love those old dogs. We don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Dolores needs me for something? Uh, no, well, it's just one of those nights. Okay. Show okay. Well, so I, I think we can, uh, yeah, look, we, it's, we, we've talked a lot of bollocks, yeah, man. Yeah, it was a Absolute yeah. Fantastic. Right, Lovely to see you, man. Yeah. Lovely to see you. Take care. Fun time. Let me see what they need me for. So there you have it. There was my interview with Bobby Blitz Ellsworth. Um, the thrash icon. That was that was just a, a funny way to start. And um, yeah, he's just such an engaging guy um, uh, and just such a, a refreshing um uh, kind of presence to be around. He's just, just you know, he is a man who found what he was put on this face of this earth to do many, many years ago, and he just keeps on doing it. Um, and um, you know, the show was excellent. I'm sure the new album's going to be superb. Um, the title's out now. I wish I could have got that, but never mind. Um, and um, and and to be honest, the, the crew around him, as you heard, like you know, talking to the manager and stuff like that. Every everybody who's you know involved with the band and everything is just, and everybody who surrounds them, and everybody's just really, really cool. It was a really, really nice place to be, and um, uh, I I really, really had a had a great time, uh, and it was it was wonderful. I mean, that was about about fifty minutes um, in his company there. And uh, it was just top stuff. Really, really top guy. So, um, so well, there you have it. I mean, um, uh, before anyone thinks of switching off, by the way, there is, a, as usual, I'm going to be finishing with a song, so hang in for that. But, um, I mean, not me personally. I'm not going to fucking start singing my way or something. But, you know, a band. But, um, but yeah, just want to sum up and say, look, um, thank you very much. I, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll probably say it on, on every podcast, but I really, really do appreciate every single one of you that listens, that, that downloads, that subscribes, um, really do, I really do, um, it, it's 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 an honour, I'm not going to kid you, it's an honour, I'm welling up here, I'm 
welling up. Yeah, I'm not really. Um, but look, I, I'm seriously. It is very cool um, because I listen. I, I listen to podcasts like this, right? And and to be doing one myself is fucking awesome. It's so cool. Um, in fact, check this shit out, right? When I was at the um, uh, at the academy gig, I'd, I'd done the uh, I'd done the soil work and the overkill interviews, and um, I was starving. I went round to I went to McDonald's. Not going to apologise for it, by the way. I like McDonald's. If you've got some sort of corporate hang up, fuck you. Whatever, right? I um, I I went to McDonald's. I had my laptop out and I had my headphones, and I was just like checking the 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 interviews had gone okay in case I had to go back and I don't know do some other bits and stuff. But anyway, um, so I went and got I got my burger and something, and as I was walking back to to to, to the table where I was at, I'm sure I heard the word podcast. I thought. Nah, 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 and um, and then um, uh, it turns out I did, and this this guy came over and um and just said um, oh um, uh, by the way, you, you know, really loving the podcast, looking forward to the next one. I said, oh, thank you so much, that is really really cool. Um, and it wasn't and and, and it wasn't until he um until he sort of moved away and and. I was kind of sat there thinking, and I was thinking, right, okay, so I was in the music business for about um, ten years. Put out four albums, toured all over the world. I've done stand-up comedy for fifteen years, um, all over the world, um, and here I am. I've done two podcasts, <laughs> and um, and I'm getting. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting recognised for the podcast. That's insane. That's insane. So uh, thank you to John Wig, who was that person who then got in touch with me through the Acid Rain Facebook page and and and, uh, and offered encouragement. So um, that was really kind. It was really appreciated. It was uh, very very nice. Um, so anyway, yeah. To get to get back to the point, the point is that I really appreciate you know every single one of you. Um, please write in. Uh, tell me what you think to the podcast. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Uh, bands, all that shit. Get in touch. Go to allaboutherock.co.uk. Check out the website. It's very, very cool. Um, and, and, you know, just interact with us. And to be honest, um, probably not going to offer any more sort of prizes and shit like that. Um, because I really do think that you, you guys out there are just too cool for school. You know, it's like, yeah, fuck that. Oh, I can't be bothered. And now that's absolutely fine. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down with that, bro. I'm down with that. So uh, it's less hassle, frankly. You know, don't have to find shit to fucking send to people. Oh, and that's something else, actually. While I remember how how, how professional is this? Oh, yeah, I remember. Um... Owen Fitzgerald. Does anybody know Owen Fitzgerald? He has, I mean, you know, he emailed in with all those show name ideas and everything um, last time uh, and said, look, email in and we'll, um, you know, give you a prize or something like that. Nothing. Emailed the guy and everything. So, Owen, Owen Fitzgerald, I'm putting the call out. Where, you know, what the fuck happened, dude? Um, I just realised the total, how that was completely and totally pointless because if he hasn't replied to his email, he's... And and if he did, he'd know from listening to the second podcast that that had happened. So why would he listen to the third podcast before the second one and without checking his email? So there you go. Sorry um, to waste your time, everybody. That was just me being a dick. But there you go. Shit happens. Um, 
that's it, I think. Um, I think uh, we, we're just we're just on to the final song now. Um, I hope you all uh, enjoyed Darkness um, at the end of the last episode. I know quite a few people did. And please remember, if send in your tunes, bands. And, and again, I, I keep coming back to all of the bands who submitted your songs. You are going to get, you know, that you are going to get played eventually. I'm, I'll try and get to every one of you. I promise. Um, I, I, I just did promise, didn't I? Fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Um, anyway, I, I will try and get to everybody. But these guys had a very good idea, and. The guys I'm going to play to you today, uh, well, today, on this podcast, today, like you're listening to this today. I'm actually, by the way, I'm recording this um, on the 19th of March. Um, so if anything in the in the world of metal happens between now and you wonder why it's not on the podcast, that's why. Um, it, because I haven't learned how to um, uh, travel through time yet. But anyway, I'm going to play you um, some uh, a, a track by a band called X. I, I, I. Hmm, interesting, you say. Yeah, um, well, they've got an album out, um, they've got an EP out, and that's right, folks, it's a CD. They had a very good idea. They found out from somebody they know who somebody knows who somebody knows who knows me, and this CD winged its way through several pair of hands to me. We all know how much I like CDs, so they they pretty much fucking blew everybody out of the water. Um, which I'm, I I asked for I asked for you all to email in, and that's fine. And send your MP3s, and you will get played, and all that. You know, I promise that. Uh, oh, I said promise again. Not bad. Um, but um, so yeah, uh, these guys had a brilliant idea. They got me a CD, and um, it's pretty darn cool. Um, now uh, I'm going to give you the website. The, their website is uh, musicbyxiii.com. Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash musicbyxii. Twitter.com forward slash musicbyxii. YouTube.com forward slash musicbyxii. And you can email xii hyphen music at hotmail. Dot co dot uk. So um, this is from the EP, which is um, Deeds of the Saints, and uh, Deeds of the Saints, chapters one, uh, one yeah, chapters one to five. <laughs> Just counting on my fingers there. Um, chapters one to five, uh, and this is uh, chapter three. I'm going to play. Um, before I play it, just want to say thanks to you all for listening. Really do mean it. Not going to go on, but seriously, thank you. A lot. And um, finishing off uh, this month's episode, and don't forget all that cool shit I told you about at the top. April's going to be a rocking month and some other things in the uh, in the pipeline as well. So, you know, May, June, July, August, it's it's all happening. Um, although one interview I really wanted to get, I'm hanging out for a, an email back from the PR company and we're hoping that um, we've got enough, enough subscriptions that will convince them to do this. And also a lot of live plays. It's great if you go to the website and you play it, fine. But if you've got an app, please download it as well because we need subscribers. And if you subscribe through iTunes, please rate us, leave some comments, positive or negative. Don't mind. Slag me off. Absolutely fine. But, you know, feedback's feedback. I'd rather leave an impression than no, no impression at all. So... Um, Please do all that, um, and you know the more subscribers, more views, more listens, bigger, better people that we can g- 
get on here and it's just going to be awesome. I just feel like this is something that's the beginning of something that's really, it's going to be big and very cool. And oh my fucking God, that's taken us up to an hour and 35 minutes. Fucking hell! Why can't we charge for this? Ah, oh, anyway, <laughs> probably um, because podcasts are free. That's why, Howard. Um, you know, maybe you might know somebody who wants, to, who wants us to do some advertising. Anyway, forget it. Uh, I was just messing about. Um, so, XII um, from Hull. Um, and what can I tell you? Uh, really like it. Definitely worth a listen. This is how we're going out. This month, I'm going out with Track Free from the Deeds of the Saints album. Uh, sorry, EP. And this is called Acta Sanctorum.
Just one point.